every day we go trying to chase things that make us feel good, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone does it. Well, mostly everybody. Mm. Whether it be, you know, buying something out, something new to satisfy yourself, or you know, going to the gym just to mm-hmm. you know get that good right. feeling. But as soon as that ends, you're you're you don't feel that anymore. That mm-hmm. the happiness that mm-hmm. it brought, and they call these fleeting vibrations. Fleeting as in it doesn't stay for very long. And so what you're left with is either nothing or sadness, right? If you don't have that happiness, what else do you have? Is it nothing or the complete opposite? And then on the flip side, we're always trying to avoid negative things. We're always trying to push them away. So instead, Buddhism just tells us to accept things One, two, for what they are. Three. Fuck it. My darling, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. What's up, guys? You are currently listening to Paranoid in My Paradise. Yes, sir, you are. I'm Sam Faruqi, founder and creator for creator of Reverse V, uh, streetwear. We make streetwear staples and we raise awareness for mental health. Beside me, fuck this guy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, we have Jeremy, my co-host, as well as Brooklyn. Brooklyn, yeah, give it up for my for me. What's up, Thank guys? you. Oh, my goodness. Uh, that makes me feel amazing. Um, as many of you not know, we, Sam and I, usually have our friends over just for some conversations, um, including to do with mental health, our aspirations, fashion, pop culture, anything that we actually really want to talk about. So, yeah. Um, and just also to give a little advisory here, um, this is just our small part in attempting to uh, sharing our stories and sharing everyone else's stories around us. Uh, we hope that people do get something out of this. And so far, the feedback has been absolutely overwhelming and amazing. So thank you guys uh, for listening. And I know it's helped a lot. <laughs> I can't read off of a screen. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> thank you, guys. But yeah. No, let's get into it. Yeah. Today, we get have... Thanks for doing this, Carter. I just touched your skin. How could <laughs> That's all right, man. Oh, God. That's all right. <laughs> but... You know, before we get too far, let's start with basics. Who is this guy, and what does he do? And what does he enjoy? Ooh, what do spice. you enjoy? That's a good question. Uh, hey, guys, my name's Carter Oreo. like the cookie, as <laughs> some may know. Um, who am I? Well, that's who I am. And what do I do? I do a lot of things. Um, primarily a student. Um, I'm a friend to many. Yes. Uh, but maybe we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit more about what I do as we get more into this podcast. Mm-hmm. Enemy to me, <laughs> the suspense. To many. Enemy to me. Foreshadowing. I don't know, man. No. Uh. <laughs> I think we got You're our differences. Close, maybe, yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a student um, pursuing <laughs> education, so that's kind of primarily what I align myself with. But I have a couple other things that I like to do on the side. Uh, what do you enjoy? Except me. <laughs> <laughs> How about your mom? Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> can we can we get like a mic drop here? Okay. <laughs> you do know my mom is watching. Oh no. <laughs> Sorry, Sam's mom. <coughs> yeah. <coughs> <coughs> Moving on. So yeah, um, Carter loves cooking. So you know we'll we'll talk about some cooking right away here. Hell yeah. All right, let's do it. We're gonna talk about some cooking now. Let's get this. Fired up in here. Did you see what I did there? Okay, <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing. We need the suit. You, we need the suit. You need the suit. We need the suit. All right. So we got a chef's hat. <gasps> Shout out to Jehan for giving this to us. And then we got an apron. A shitty apron. 
like Should have thought about that. Yeah, the stapler yeah. sucks. <laughs> I like this man. There we go. All right. Chef Boyardee over here. Yeah. Exactly. I feel ostracized. <laughs> <laughs> See, you know, I'm still laughing, but I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw as many big words as I can yeah. here to see yeah, if, to see if well. Syme agrees with them out of out of ignorance or What a lot of people else. don't know is he can't read. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. He doesn't, like, he falls below the literacy line. Okay, what is this? Just roast Syme out of him? No, I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> I, I can make Facts. quotes, but I can't read. <laughs> I think that's fair. But but yeah no cooking or baking, Fuck. um, primarily cooking. But but baking's fun, man. There's a lot of there's a science to baking, and I'm a big dessert guy. I'm not sure about yeah. you guys, and I kind of like have every meal, end every meal with with some dessert. So I really like baking as well. But but cooking takes takes precedence. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I can't do any. <laughs> Yeah, this guy. So, just for the viewers out there, Simes wanted to start meal prepping because a lot of us are starting to meal prep. And uh, he's like, I'm going to meal prep. I'm going to make some salmon and rice and go through with that. He didn't make it. His mom meal prepped for him. (laughs) Well, you know, because here's the thing Um, I will probably start living alone here pretty soon. And I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning how to cook. You know, I'm learning. I'm going to. Carter, actually, or if we are talking about this, Carter is going to help me meal prep coming Sunday. Nice. Ooh, yeah. Wow. He so will. Yeah, obviously, you, you cook a lot. Have you. Okay, I've seen. I saw on your Instagram that you worked at a cafe. Yeah, I worked at a. Uh, I worked at a cafe, <laughs> primarily a barista. We didn't. We did baking. No, yeah. Morning, no, that makes but, sense. Uh, but. No. If, if, you're, if you're alluding to if I have any like, formal training, no. All, all at home self-taught self-taught that's the way she goes that's, yes. the, ooh, that's the best way um but yeah just many years of, of experience at, at my house and there you know i guess the the drive to to want to be able to cook for myself is you go to all these nice places to eat and like damn this food is so good but i hate having to spend all this money to eat this food yep. only a couple times maybe a month depending on how much money you have even if that so it's definitely cheaper to make your own meals in rather right. go out to eat every day yeah and and when you can get to the point where you can you can make food like on that caliber of some of the restaurants you go out to it's it's, it's quite an, uh, an achievement um like i'll take m- one of my one of the burgers i make over 20 of the oh yeah I have at no, restaurants. for sure i would that too even though i've never had his burger <laughs> can you even eat my burger oh, but yeah why would i not be Is able that to bacon on it it does then no well then no I can take the bacon off boy yeah yeah, but it has to not be cooked with bacon. Uh, I'm Muslim, so I can't eat bacon. The, the bacon is cooked separate. Yeah. yeah. Oh, then I can eat Carter's burger. <laughs> I see, guys. Like, you have no idea. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. Okay. Okay. Well, so what's more fun? Sorry, I'm interrupting. <laughs> no. Cooking no. or baking? I really enjoy baking with friends. Like, this, this weekend, I actually had one of my best friends over, and I taught I him enjoy how to baking bake. with my friends, too. Right. It's a, it's a, yeah. very, it's a very social <laughs> thing. Um, but when it comes to cooking, s- sometimes it's I don't like to be as social because there's quite a craft to it, and it's very easy to mess up. Like, you know, baking is as well. Baking, you just measure off some stuff and throw it into the... Yeah, hope it works. Yeah, yeah. hope it works, yeah. right? <laughs> but cooking, I sometimes... I, that's tough. I say baking is more fun. Um, cooking is more... Um, what would be the word? 
satisfying to to do in terms of the end product. Right, you feel accomplished in a way. Yeah, more 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 accomplished. Flavors too, usually in your cooking. Okay. All right, moving on. I'm gonna say since you cook a lot. Yeah. Since you cook a lot. Okay. Do you? (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Do you consider you know toasting bread? Making instant noodles or like boiling an egg, cooking. Yeah, that's Wha- cooking. Is it? Yeah, I think anything. If you're preparing food, you're cooking. Mm-hmm. Essentially, there's just different levels to it with everything, right? Um, that that could definitely be someone just learning how to cook and like boiling egg. There's boiling. There egg is can an be art form to boiling an egg. Yeah. Do you want a soft boil? Do you want hard boil? There's certain times, certain amount of water that you want to use. And are you pulling out the egg and throwing it into an ice bath so it stops cooking? Yeah. Boiling egg is. That's Quite complicated feat, shit. Um, exactly. I could never. I mean, you gotta go with hard though. <laughs> hard boiled eggs, eh? Because yeah. it's the easiest <laughs> one to do. It's pretty easy, yeah. Uh, soft boiled, cut it up, and that golden yolk flows out. That's pretty it's satisfying. A Ukrainian thing, bro. Yeah, I don't know. Dishes for it that they crack. Also, what are we making on Sunday? Uh, Just so to make the podcast a little more about myself, you know? Yeah, so <laughs> Simon wants a meal prep. He first wanted to do a burrito bowl and salmon and rice. And I first realized that that's a bunch of rice, man. For oh, we lunch, got rice. Lunch Oh, and that supper. way, yes. Um, so we're, we're deciding doing a burrito bowl with chicken, uh, beans, all the good stuff. Um, and then we're going to go with salmon and a little Mediterranean salad, which has some orzo, some peppers, some zucchini, wow. uh, a little homemade vinaigrette. Very just refreshing. Top that with some pan-seared salmon. It'll treat you well throughout the week. Doing, eh? Oh my goodness! Hey, I'm gonna tell you, you got your work cut out for you with this guy. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? You know nothing. You know what a zucchini <laughs> is, bro. <laughs> he says, "What's a zucchini?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, never heard of that. <laughs> is that a vegetable? <laughs> oh. So I, I know what zucchini is. What color is it? It's green. Fair enough. What's a vinaigrette? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know what vinaigrette is. Vinaigrette? So it has something to do with vinegar. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> and it's it's like a sauce made with vinegar. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I mean, I'll take his. Yeah, you can say that. There we go. A um, sauce made with vinegar. Yeah. Exactly. Come at, Come at me. <laughs> okay. Come <laughs> on at your... No, okay. (laughs) 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 Moving on. (laughs) Yes, sir. But toasting a bread, you think that's art, hey? (laughs) I didn't say that. I think you're you're twisting the words. Oh. (laughs) 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 Preparing preparing instant noodles. That's art. (laughs) Okay, you know those like you know those Darth Vader like toasters you can get where it like imprints a f- Darth Vader face onto it. Hell yeah. That's yeah, art, bro. that's art. People that cook those pancakes and then it has a face on it, that's art, bro. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. That takes no. some skill there. Have you ever considered becoming a professional chef? Like we know, here's the thing, you're not good enough. But you still got to... Bro, you just said some miraculous <laughs> stuff. He's Carter, jo- he's I joking, think... He's joking, he's joking. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> you're more than... Oh, yeah. Simon's got the jokes. A professional chef... No, I I think it's too. Uh, my passion really um, relies in in teaching and, and educating kids. Um, that's why I'm really <coughs> directed towards the teaching scene. Uh, I think the whole the rigor with becoming a professional chef just isn't for me. Um, but 
definitely want to take as many skills as I can from professional staff and see what I can bring back to my house. Um, but yeah, no, not a professional chef, just like a home cook. So like there's a beginner cook, home cook, professional cook, professional chef. I think that's kind of like the three levels. Yeah. Um, it's just right in the middle. I hear if you know how to cook, the ladies are going to come through, bro. Yeah, my yeah. grandma and my mom, they are always booking reservations at my place. So yeah, many. That's good, yeah. So many ladies. That's good. So am I. <laughs> yeah. I always try to hang out yes. with Carter and eat supper and this and that, but I only got to do that once. <laughs> it's because I'm not cool enough or what? I don't know, man. Yeah. You're, you're quite cool. I'm moving on. <laughs> I'm going to extract that from your vocabulary. Literally, it's going to be <laughs> taken out. <laughs> uh, <coughs> but uh, if you guys don't know this, Carter is someone who is actually really good at everything he does. Thanks, man. Take it the way you want it to take. Oh. He also played... <laughs> what? <laughs> that was not a sexual innuendo. Oh, no. I promise you. <laughs> okay. Uh, he was the quarterback for... His high school team as well, yeah. as well as he can cook, as well he's um, tall. Um, <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! Um, as well as he's tall. What makes cooking go. so enjoyable for you? Okay, yeah, there we go. Cooking for me, it's lots of it is is cathartic. Um, mm -hmm. so some people find cooking <laughs> very, <laughs> very no idea, bro. <laughs> <laughs> cathartic is like a, a a form for release, releasing tension. Mm -hmm. so <laughs> well, if I say any big words, I'll define them for you after. Yeah, that helps. Okay, yeah. Yeah, you bet. Um, it is very, it's it's very cathartic, and for some people, it is very stressful to get into the kitchen. But that's that's obviously not everyone. Um, yeah, like like yourself, and it is it is a very daunting task for some, especially when you have no idea what you're doing. But I just love getting in there and you know heating up my my frying pan and searing some chicken or whatever I'm doing or julienning my carrots. Um, it's just, it's just very stress relieving. And then the stuff you got to eat after is so rewarding. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then, yeah. and then he, my biggest thing I like to do is cook for other people. So thankfully I live with my little brother. So I always got to cook for him. And nice. Like that. And he's nice. just good. It's just good. And with COVID and everything, it's, it's difficult to have friends over to cook for. But after COVID's done, I really just want to, you know, introduce people That's to. That's excellent, man. To food. Yeah. Yeah. Food. Do you have friends? I've got a couple. Yeah. You got a couple friends? Yeah. Food's such a good way to bond, though, too. Mm -hmm. Like, it's always yeah. something mm -hmm. that it engages conversation. It allows people to, you know, laugh, smile, enjoy themselves. You know, that's why we go out for dinner so much, I was going right? to say, like, yeah. you guys are always like, let's go out for lunch today, and then we all go out for lunch. Mm. Or we mm -hmm. go yeah. out to eat before the gym and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's like... It's a good it bonding is. thing. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, Especially no. if you're making it, too. It's just that uh, extra benefit there, too. And then you can yep. get someone else to do the dishes because you made it, right? Exactly. So yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He knows. <laughs> <laughs> he knows. Yeah. Exactly. And it also, the thing about, yeah, connecting with people, it also connects cultures, right? That's mm -hmm. that's one very cool thing about it. it it's, a, it's a driver for culture across, across nations, like in Canada, or even just in Saskatchewan. We have so many different types of cuisine here, yeah. whether it be like the Canadian... Asian, which is probably the most prolific. Yeah. Um, there's so many, so many Asian um, restaurants here, but they all have lots of takes taken from like prairie influence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you know, using our prairie chicken or, or lots of Canadian ingre ingredients. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, that's one other real cool thing about food is, yeah, connecting with people and connecting with culture. So you've dabbled in making some culture dishes then? A little bit. Um, 
lots of things are very like Americanized nowadays, especially mm-hmm. in North America. So it's and it's really hard to get your hands on like authentic ingredients. I suppose you could just go to you know Asian market. They got a lot of things. Yeah. Um. I really, I really, um, enjoy Italian. That's probably my favorite cuisine. Nice. And then you know just like American food. You know, like greasy burger. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. is so yeah. good. So good. Yeah. So what's your favorite dish that you think you've prepared? Oh. You ha- you ha- so there has to be like a top actually three. My f- so my favorite one, I just cooked it yesterday. I went out and bought a whole beef tenderloin. Um, it's like this huge nine-pound cut of beef. Mm-hmm. And you have to butcher it yourself, essentially. So it has mm-hmm. a bunch of different parts. And you have to trim um, fat off. And you have to trim connective tissue. And you have to trim off other pieces. One's called uh, the, uh, I think it's the, the silver tail. I believe, or silver back, sorry. And uh, you can cut it up. You guys ever heard filet mignon? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what it comes from, mm-hmm. um, the beef tenderloin, the center. So I butchered this whole thing myself um, and cut some, cut the body into filet mignon and had that yesterday. And it's that's just like my most rewarding thing I've done is probably one of the best, like a filet mignon. It's, it's a great great feed of piece of meat if, any, if anyone great, likes man. steak. I wish there. I knew how to do that. Hell yeah, yeah. Wow. Cooking. <laughs> wow. <laughs> right? Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's it's crazy mm-hmm. what, um, like Jeremy said, you know, it brings people together. Mm-hmm. You did use the word cathartic. 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 Yes, yeah. yes, that word. Um, <laughs> you said it re- releases tension in yeah. a way. Do you think um, it has helped you? Like, cooking um, has... Because when you're cooking, you're releasing that energy, negative energy, right? Has it influenced you in a positive way with mental health on a daily basis? Yeah, yeah, it definitely has. Um, I mean, the beginnings were a little rough because I wasn't. I'm, uh, I'm, a, I'm someone that's generally pretty tough on myself. It's something I've definitely changed. But at when I was first learning, I, was, I wasn't really enjoying it because it's difficult. I was like, damn, like I. I overcooked this or undercooked this. I can keep, I keep messing up. But yeah, spe- like now, <coughs> every time I get in the kitchen, I just, I just love it. And it really, I, you know, my mind's on the food um, and the things I enjoy. It's one of my passions for sure. And uh, yeah, it's really helped, especially with depression. And uh, yeah, uh, cooking helped me with my depression. I, it's, it's not a very common thing because of how stressful it can be. But for me, it definitely has. Well, that's good because, uh, yeah, so lucky that you, you found that outlet too because you, you're right for some some people could literally do without it like yeah you know i i myself i will cook i know how to cook but does that mean like you know i enjoy it probably like not you know what i mean but like right. that's what I mean. other people it brings so much joy mm-hmm. and it really does pull you out of something that like you know mentally yeah yeah so that's 100 good 100 percent. most definitely most definitely it's yeah also that's like touching on the you said passion right so that's something that how passions develop from the ground up. You start somewhere yeah. and you just keep growing mm-hmm. and growing. It's limitless, right? So I think about that and you said that helped you with your depression. That's why I think finding a passion can help you overcome a lot of things. Like being able to uh, just follow something and whatever that passion is. It doesn't have to be a big thing. It doesn't have to be something grand. But, you know, just following something and uh, continuing to grow at it. You see the progress in it. That's going to help you upstairs. You know, that's an amazing thing. So yeah. yeah. Passion is, it, you know, some people are, the thing about passion is, especially in like today's society, it's very downplayed if you don't have a passion that's beneficial to society. Yeah. 
So like people say, do what you love, um, like as a career all the time. You hear that everyone says mm-hmm. that. Yeah, but I agree. Like one percent of people are fortunate enough to find a career mm-hmm. that they actually love inherently love. Yeah, and can do. But like you know, the other ninety nine percent, their passions are are elsewhere. Yes. Like, say my passion, um, say it's like playing video games. Where's that gonna get me? Into, unless you're like a pro gamer, right? And then yeah. pe- everyone right. looks at this. Yeah. You're good at video game. What's that gonna do for you? Yeah. But it, if it's someone's passion, you can't take it away no. from them. It, it's a release for a lot of people too, right? Like some people spend their days thinking, worrying about everything, and then they get in that space where they're doing their craft. They're working on something, working on themselves, and they're just able to have an outlet that doesn't involve maybe maybe people are uncomfortable talking to people maybe people are uncomfortable doing that stuff i know a lot of my friends back home video games are something that they fell into because they didn't want to have to go out and talk to people because it stressed them out right yeah and that's another thing for people even cooking it's something you you obviously like to have people over to do it but a lot of people don't like that stuff right so you know it's it's something that you can adapt it to whatever you want it to be right and that's the beauty of it okay uh would you say cooking is sort of your gym in, in a way for sure um because in, in what in what way just in, in a way as in you know when say jeremy goes to the gym right he gets rid of all why do you go to the gym jeremy i you go to the gym because it's it's an attainable thing that's right in front of you it's something that you can do immediately that you can watch progression, see results, and you can better yourself every time you get at it. It's a skill that you are crafting and handcrafting yourself. It's mm-hmm. something that is always going to, y- you know, be there. It's never not going to be there. If your friends leave, if everything falls apart in your life, you can go back to that and find some solace in that. I think. And I think Word. you can uh, find some similarity. Yeah, with cooking, I, I could definitely a lot right? of parallels between what you yeah. just said. And I and agree. Cooking for myself. But what does it? do for you mentally it's just like i said the outlet like something to you know uh for some people you know you know me i'm not an angry person when i walk around stuff like that but i get in you know a little bit of a mind state when i'm in the gym where it is a release of some of that tension and things of that nature not that i hate people or anything like that it's just something that i can uh, you know force that out while I'm in a place that I'm able to do that and then go back to being, nor- you know, my normal self walking around and happy and mm-hmm. uh, optimist, you know, things like that. So it just uh, outlet, something right. to release. Yeah. And that's how you feel when you cook in some way or another. In some way it's an outlet more, right. more like I did say it was cathartic, but more now that I think it was, it's just joy, just a lot of yeah. joy because I'm not <coughs> a very stressful guy. I don't have many stresses. So it's not like I have to release all this stress all the time, but just I get in the kitchen. I just enjoy my time mm-hmm. in there. Can so. I ask you something about that? Do you think uh, cooking has altered the way you see life in general? I know that's a large question, but do you think it's allowed you to kind of have a view where you can separate the serious, serious stuff in life and then have these, you know, things that you just enjoy and are able to, you know, work with and better yourself mentally, you know? Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, <coughs> it's funny you say, like, the serious, serious stuff. Cause anyone yeah. knows me, I'm probably the least serious guy yeah. you ever yeah. meet in terms of anything. When someone hears <laughs> me getting serious, it's like, what is Whoa. going on? <laughs> um, yeah, it is, like, a good separation for sure. Um, and... <laughs> so funny because i take cooking quite serious yeah it's like one of the things i take the most serious i'm always reading about it 
and like I take it more serious in school at this point. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not sure. That's 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 tough to answer, honestly. It is. It is. That is a great question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very yeah. thought provoking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What makes cooking fun for you? Because I don't like cooking. So what? Uh, you know, maybe you can just answer it and say, you know what? I was cooking. I found it fun, and I only do it. Is that your answer, or you actually had to find ways to make it fun? It's more on like the technique and yeah, getting good at something. Like what what Jeremy was saying, like you can build on this, on this something from the ground up, and and you're seeing the progress and how good you're getting. Yeah. So that's that's a big enjoyment factor, and also just eating good food. I've never talked to someone who said they don't like good food, right? right? That's a very uncommon. It's a very uncommon thing for people to say they don't like food. So if you can just whip out good food all the time, and if you enjoy the means of doing so, then. I mean, I don't necessarily like food, but I like good food. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I just think food is like sort of a chore that I have to do. Yeah. To keep my body running kind of thing. A lot of people view it that way. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it's unfortunate, but uh, I'm trying to change it. That's why I'm getting into meal prepping, right? So yes. I have this specific time where I eat no matter what. I have that meal ready, mm-hmm. and I just eat it wherever I am because I'm usually on the, on the go. <laughs> All right. Burrito bowls. It's <laughs> good food, baby. <laughs> yeah, I I have a question. Yeah, I feel like if I had unlimited money, I want everyone to answer this. You I if I I if remember when you said this. I would eat burrito bowl every single day for for the rest of my life. You know a guy who eats burrito bowl every day for the rest of his <laughs> life. His name's Mr. <laughs> Wayne Chow. <laughs> he does, yes. As soon as he pulls up a cassada, yeah. they're making it. They already got it going for him. He's their only Do you want customer. extra today? <laughs> extra, extra guac? So, <laughs> what would you eat if you could eat anything for the rest of your life? Sure, yeah. Or would you eat burrito bowl for the rest of your life? Burrito bowls are pretty good, but I don't know if that's something... I think I it's something forever, feasible, bro. and it's something anyone can do. Bro, I have a serious problem. I'm a ground turkey guy. I'm a turkey <laughs> Damn. guy. I'm a turkey guy. I, I heard that. I think turkey <laughs> is the greatest, like, thing you can buy out there. Like, it tastes good with everything. I like spaghetti. If I had, I would choose, I would eat spaghetti. 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 Not somebody touch my spaghetti. Yeah, no. that's where spaghetti comes I'm from. Oh, the origins of spaghetti. Yeah, we're learning so much. <laughs> so you yeah, like we really are then. learning so much. I yeah. love pasta. Pasta. I tried eating pasta. Uh, Makes you bloated though. It's fuck. It, oh, it <laughs> does. Yeah, I tried eating pasta for two or three days. Since that day, I hate pasta. It's been seven months. How bro, Damn. There wasn't <laughs> There are people fuming sauce. after what you just said right Literally, now. Literally, I'm fuming. Um, you know, I, I don't necessarily know if I hate pasta. Maybe next time we go out, <laughs> we can eat pasta, and I'll be like, oh, I don't know if I like this or not. So I'm just a one-and-done type of guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 That's so funny. Um, no, I'm not. Just <laughs> <laughs> gotta clarify yeah, gotta everyone. Clar- right? <laughs> <laughs> Look, girls. <laughs> do you, dude, just go to Chianti's or something like that, and just get order yourself something good. Go to Taverna, yes, bro. Taverna, I'm going great there this restaurant, week. bro. I've like, never sh- been to Taverna. Taverna, it's like Oprah's going. been there, bro. <laughs> Oprah, Oprah went there once. Bro. They got a picture with her in the in Saskatoon, yeah, bro. 
Really? I didn't know yeah, that. Dude. I didn't but know that either. It's know. hella town. You walk in there and it's like ran by the mob. The dude, mob like, and that's how you know it's good food. Oh, bro. yeah. That's how 100%. you know you're getting a good deal. Huh. You wow. see the big table of guys sitting in the back talking to one another. You know you're like, is this good, fellas? You're like, <laughs> that's the crazy yeah. thing, though. The mob is fucking real. Like, it's yeah. real. And it's real here. It's hey. real everywhere else. Like, we can't believe baby. it or not. But shit. Like <laughs> yeah, no. Jeremy, you, you're influenced by that culture. Hey? I, I like a lot of stuff like that. And not in the way you think of it. You know, I like... You ever you listen to that Jay Z album like uh, American Gangster, yes. right? Like so, that's a movie with Denzel Washington in it, and it's not the fact that yeah he's doing criminal activity. It's uh, it's the ethic behind it. It's what they're striving for in it that kind of makes me like, you know, I'm I've always kind of been a family oriented person. They hold that very highly in mm-hmm. that, but there's also a determination that you do. You know, I've always liked the survival stories of doing what you have to do to survive and like. I, you know, not bad stuff, but, you know, I just like that. I find it a little motivating in a way, seeing stuff like that. I, you know, I definitely like shows like that that depict that. Legend, if you've ever seen that on Netflix, that's a great one. Carter, why did you, thank you for that input, by the way. Carter, why did you get rid of your teardrop tattoo? I never, (laughs) I'm not sure where you heard that. I hope my mom is not listening. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I have a question. What does the filled and not filled teardrop mean? Is this is this something we can yeah. talk filled about? Filled means mm-hmm. you killed someone. someone. An unfilled one means you, you are tried. going to kill or someone. You tried to and or you failed. tried to and failed. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Shout yeah. out. Yo, my mom listening. She worked in the prisons and they taught her all about that stuff when she was in that stuff. That's oh, yeah. yeah. No, that's sick. That's sick. Look at us just getting educated Woo. about... Mobs and shit. Yeah. About mobs, mobs and shit. Mobs and gangsters. Burrito bowls. Mobs. Yeah. <laughs> what else? Teardrop tattoos. Teardrop What's tattoos. Next? What are we getting educated on next? Yeah. I think Carter's this is our main topic. Really, really good at this one. Yeah. You're gonna educate the fuck out of us. So our main topic today, guys, is uh, the Buddhist perspective on happiness and suffering. The path to happiness starts from an understanding of the root of causes of suffering. Some people would describe Buddha a pessimist. Um, <laughs> over the concern of suffering. However, I think, uh, you know, from looking up, uh, you know, I think we've always known about Buddha and what Buddha did and, you know, the past and stuff like that. We've learned it in school and things like that. So, you know, what I've known is that if people do, um, you know, see that as pessimistic, then they've completely missed the point mm-hmm. of happiness and suffering. So um, Buddha taught, actually, if people talk or act with the mind of pollution, suffering will follow, like a wheelchair following the footsteps of a cow. If the pure intentions speak or act, peace will follow, just like the ball does not leave the picture. And the impure idea here is that when mentality uh, fills the greed, and the greed or the words or actions emanating from such a greedy mind is uh, would lead to unhappiness and misery. Pure minds uh, means a mind without greed, and words or deeds emanating from a mind um, without greed will lead to peaceful happiness. So I want to say I'm not a Buddhist. No, by any means. But I find their how they approach happiness very um, interesting Mm -hmm. and and sort of inspiring. Um, Of all of all the human creeds, Buddhism is the one that has been looking at happiness for the longest. um, Mm Twenty five hundred years, actually. Yeah. Yep. And uh, so essentially, there's there's a couple of camps where you uh, you can look at happiness. So the the most general one is is 
happiness is pleasant feelings. Yeah. Um, and then suffering is unpleasant feelings, mm-hmm. right? And another way people often look at happiness is um, through meaning, um, finding like a reason to live, a will to live. Um, you know, you guys mentioned this last week how inherent, like from a sci- purely scientific point of view, life does not have meaning mm. in the grand scheme of things. But if people can convince themselves of a meaning, that's generally a way to find happiness. And the last way, not maybe not the last way, but another main camp is how Buddhism approaches it. And that's by um, not chasing after the uh, pleasant feelings and avoiding unpleasant ones, mm-hmm. but instead just letting them happen. Yes. Um, so I just think that's it's, it's just a, such a neat perspective, and it, it's really helped me with things in, in terms of not being like stressed out. And it it's so cool because when you think of a lot of people think Buddhism isn't this thing that's practiced by a lot of it's <laughs> got it, it's hundreds it's of millions of a people big community it, yeah I, yeah, yeah follow like one and a half billion yeah. is the estimation it's yeah five hundred million people yeah and that's like or sorry <laughs> one one billion five hundred million yeah like there that's such a a grand thing in twenty five hundred years you said right so before Christ you know like that's something that is very very uh, relevant. There's a lot of scripture about it, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. something that's been there for a long, long time. It isn't some new thing. No, yeah, Buddha must have known what he's talking about. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. He must have known, and it's a lot like he, so much of it, like the karmic part of it, good and evil. Um, what you do is obviously going to come back around you, and that's you know evil karma. And obviously, um, like you were just saying, like cultivating happiness doesn't come out of what you're chasing after. It's a st- it like it's a state of mind. Mm-hmm. And that would be, you know, good karma. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that, so I guess to maybe educate the listeners a bit more mm-hmm. is so generally like our, I'm sure so many people agree with this is every day we go trying to chase things that make us feel good. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone does it. Well, mostly everybody, mm-hmm. whether it be, you know, buying something out, something new to satisfy yourself or, you know, going to the gym just to get, mm-hmm. you know, get that good right. feeling. But as soon as that ends, you're, you're, you don't feel that anymore, that uh, the happiness that mm-hmm. it brought. And they call these fleeting vibrations, fleeting as in it doesn't stay for very long. And so what you're left with is either nothing or sadness, right? If you don't have that happiness, what else do you have? Either nothing or the complete opposite. And then on the flip side, we're always trying to avoid negative things. We're always mm-hmm. trying to push them away. So instead, Buddhism just tells us to accept things for what they are. So like the big thing they look at is these four noble truths of suffering. So first, like recognize that suffering exists. Yes, we have to recognize that. Um, and then for the second one would be uh, it has a cause. Um, first, it exists and has a cause, and then there's a way to end suffering. And then the, that's the third noble truth. And the last one is what that thing is. Um, and this kind of gets tied into nirvana and stuff like that, but. I think it's uh, something people can really take away to make themselves feel at ease, especially for people that are always in that constant tension, trying to chase things. Um, I found for me, it's just looking at it that way. Um, an analogy, I suppose, think of a s- someone on the seashore who's been there for years, possibly even decades, and they're trying to embrace these good waves, um, trying to hold on to them and, and really cherish them. But at the same time, there's bad waves, and they're trying to keep them away from themselves. You know, for years they're doing that. He's doing this fruitless exercise. Like, what's the point? This is insane. And then, you know, uh, 
someday comes and he just sits down and he embraces every wave just the way that it comes yeah it's very peaceful Mm -hmm. and i think like kind of a big part of that you know like letting things happen the the way they should happen is uh people because of the way society is especially nowadays is people have a lot of standards and expectations yes i would agree i i can relate to this in a way uh which might be a little unusual i read this book by mark manson uh the art of not giving a fuck and there's a few uh parallel lines or similarities with this whole um culture or mindset because it's just essentially it's not really about like not giving a fuck but it's more like expecting uh just you know not expecting too many things yeah you you should be worried about your input not the output kind of thing and that's something i talked about last week as well but but yeah no um i think it's quite hard to actually come uh with terms that there is suffering you know um and because it's so hard when you are, are suffering to like free yourself or even think about freeing yourself yeah yeah some people just love to avoid it right exactly like a thought of death mm. people are terrified yeah, yeah i agree because distraction is so easy oh yeah. yeah yeah as well yeah and that's that's the biggest part is about i think you know half my little rendition is what i put it happiness and suffering is that pe- it's it's you not you know grasping for something that you can't reach but also not avoiding the things that are unwanted yeah right yeah so um if you don't mind me asking buddhism has two states really happiness and suffering it has a it happiness it's a, and it's sadness it has way more it yeah. it's 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 very no it has it has multiple different meanings behind it other than just happiness and, and suffering it's you know some people can call buddha a god but also some some would say that it's a philosophy you know god being it's a religion that people do practice however it's it's also like in itself technically like i said to you earlier especially on text i said it's a philosophy or yeah. a mindset, yeah. really. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. You've noticed, I'm sure you've been over to people's houses and they have a statue of Buddha. Yeah. Because of it, it, it doesn't force a religion on somebody. It, it instills a mindset. It, it definitely so just, say. yeah, it mm. signifies um, state of mind. How do you think about life day to day? Are you thinking about it where I got to keep this away and I got to strive for this? And obviously you want to strive for things, but like, are you going to force these things to happen are you going to roll with the waves in a way right and experience Mm -hmm. both the negative and the positive of everything yeah yeah back to like feeling your emotions and Mm -hmm. whatnot and and see we've we've said that a lot multiple times in the podcast probably almost every single episode is that you have to feel your feelings because that's Mm -hmm. the only way through them exactly yeah no this this stuff is quite relevant like i'm sure the listeners will it's really spiritually uh enhanced too because people who are more spiritually connected to themselves and we also talked about this on a you know our other podcast too it it, it really really resonates especially if you feel that connection to you know the state of mind everything that buddha has probably talked about and taught and things like that it would really really resonate with someone if you feel as though that you were connected to yourself really spiritually okay disclaimer to the to the the listeners i'm not a very spiritual guy either and this still resonates with me yeah Yeah. right yeah from spiritual um but just just yeah this 
Well, there's I think there's like an extent between people you who, who like carry around, you know, crystals and stuff and offering it to rock people. Girls. <laughs> rock girls? Is that what you call them? Rock I don't know. girls. No, but <laughs> rocks give off good vibes. They do. Know. And that's I why I keep rocks in the car. But that's what I mean. <laughs> You've been rocking with some rocks. Yeah, oh. I keep, a, I keep, uh, I keep cri- a crystal Find in the car. Bars. Yeah. Crystal? You keep yeah. a little crystal in there? In there, yeah. It's yeah, a protection the stone. It's it's just Good energy, you know. Crystal I mean? with some condoms. No. Both are in the glove box, I'm baby. Crystal with Come some on, man. <laughs> oh, you crazy. <laughs> they are though. <laughs> what? <laughs> Slime is wiling. <laughs> I am not wiling. Yes, you are. Okay, I have a question. You know, if life is suffering, as Buddhism claims, I guess like that's what, um, essentially I've learned. Yeah, that is the one of the biggest things. Um, about Buddhism is yeah, suffering is one of the core um, things they look at. You have to recognize. Right. You suffering. have to recognize and come with terms that yes, there are situations when you're gonna suffer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And right. you have to value the experience. Yes. Yeah. Because you take away from that experience. Okay, so why is it some of us don't see it this way? Why do some of us see life as wonderful rather than filled with suffering? Because it's the avoid. I think it's the avoided part. I think it is as well. I, I think lots of people really try to get away from the suffering and just pretend it doesn't exist. I mean, I've been there. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, many of us oh, yeah. have. Mm-hmm. It's very. Yeah. It's a very human thing. It's um, an unsafe thing. It is also an unsafe thing, but it's 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 a natural reaction. Mm-hmm. It's, it's literally ingrained into our biology to avoid. Danger. Yeah. Fight or flight. Fight it, or it, flight. it happens. Everybody has a different fight or and, flight. And humans haven't you know, speak some biology facts right now. Humans haven't evolved past the fight or flight system and it's not technically needed anymore because when we used it, it was when there was these literal threats to our life mm-hmm. coming Every at day. us. Yeah, Every like day. Yeah. and yeah. as humans we haven't evolved past that. So fight or flight is most oftentimes a very like, hindering biological response yes. in, in everyday life. I like that touch on the suffering because, you know me, I, I, I'm very positive and I've talked about it on here, like the love for life. And I I don't push that suffering away, but I embrace it in a way. I learn to embrace it in a sense of like, this is going to show me something that I didn't know about myself that might lead to a better, more happy time, right? Like something that's going to provide a sense of happiness. It's always, a uh, you know, the rise and the fall, that's something that the only constant thing is life and that there is ups and downs. Mm-hmm. No one just goes like this. It's exactly. always up and down. And that's something that if you embrace it and learn to love that, you know, love the struggle in a way and love that happiness in a way. And you can love both things equally because you'll learn things from both of them. That's something that you can go a long ways with, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm sure everyone can resonate with that I think quite well. Well, yeah. yeah, like if you don't... Right. It all comes down to if we're not thinking about um, more of a philosophy, religion type of, you know, analogy here about it's about, you know, at the end of the day, loving every single aspect of yourself. You have to learn how to accept every single part of yourself, even the even the parts you may call ugly. Those are just flaws. And everybody has flaws. Flaws are okay to have. Flaws are absolutely okay to have. um, I think. If there's no flaws, then that means that thing is perfect, and there's no such thing as perfect. Exactly. We've also associated a word with a negative connotation of that flaw. Something is not perfect. Exactly. Flaw in a diamond. So we've set ourselves back by 
doing things like that, you know, mm-hmm. by yeah. I- everything is negative about that. And it doesn't have to be. That's something that uh, yeah, I no. view it as. Flaws are what make you who you are, really, exactly. truly. It makes you different than any, like that. I think that's probably maybe, you know, peop- you don't even have to, <laughs> some people c- wouldn't even see your flaws as your flaws, mm-hmm. right? You are the only person who's going to see yourself that way. That's your perspective on yourself. Mm-hmm. But think about everybody else, like, you know, right? Flaws are what make you who you are and i believe like that's the one percent that makes us all different is our flaws yes. that's right i agree yeah like who's got a third nipple <laughs> um harry styles no way yeah we so. actually what? i think i, I don't know, know. I think maybe that's just an old wives tale doesn't owen have third nipple who's owen i don't know we awkward do you owen. have the third nipple i have a third nipple yeah oh i know you do that's pretty sweet. he did not know that <laughs> I like to put that on the do record. Do you actually though? Do you actually though? Yeah, that's pretty. Sweet. Yo, can we, can we get? It? Can we get? Uh, yo, we'll <laughs> get it after. Don't put him on the yeah, spot. Yeah, not, <laughs> no, not right here. After he will. That's you know, but that's. If you guys want to see my third nipple, my DMs are open. Add <laughs> 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 <At> Carter Oreo. <laughs> you definitely have to spell that out for people. No one's spelling that last name. But so. if they will really want to see that third nipple, I'm sure they can do some digging. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, come on! It's it's worth the wait. <laughs> it's worth you know? the wait. I I certainly am sliding. Yeah. Yeah, because I know I won't you get down to s- bad, but <laughs> you <laughs> down right bad. Oh, he lonely. <laughs> 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 All right. What or where is Nirvana? Nirvana. Isn't that the band? <laughs> Isn't that the band? Like the, is that like the band? Uh, yeah. So like Nirvana like, relates. It's one of the things. It's the like the greatest achievement in Buddhism. It's mm-hmm. it's the um, the end of suffering essentially. Nirvana translate to to blow to blow out or extinguish. Okay. And so the goal of Buddhism is to extinguish the suffering. So it's to not run away from the, again mm-hmm. bad bad feelings, but instead just embrace it. Yeah. Um, when they say Buddha, you know, he achieved Nirvana. Um, it's something that most Buddhists never even will achieve like that true s- mental state of, of not suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very like unattainable state. Yeah. Um, yeah. Essentially Nirvana is the extinguishing of suffering. The end of it all. Mm-hmm. Do you think this is pessimistic? Uh, I would say the ending of, the s- of suffering might be a narrow minded approach because they're all, always be suffering and you can't take away you know the suffering that everyone else goes through um it's it's maybe it's overly optimistic um for sure i'd say it's overly optimistic then again this all comes down to different religions and philosophies right of course i think it's death is that achieving nirvana so yeah that actually they say that so you can get nirvana twice in buddhism the one is like the enlightenment and the second way you can achieve nirvana's death literal death i mean when i, I mean die i'll find out i guess yeah yeah anyway child <laughs> child anyway so um um who meditates crosshairs there? there you do no no you do, I do sometimes Sime does yeah i meditate every day Hell that's yeah. a big part i of should i yeah. only do one thing every day and <laughs> that <laughs> is wake up no Sometimes she doesn't even wake up, and that thing <laughs> ends up happening. Am I right or am I wrong? 
I don't know what he means by that. <laughs> Just re- gonna, look at I'm his gonna face. Make, bro. I'm gonna make Sime look like the bad guy here. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> idea. What are you talking about? Why are you running? He has nothing what to say. Are you the no, oh, absolutely. I can write a book on this. Because this is all Carter talks about. I don't know where he's pulling these, this the information big from. J word. What's the J word? Oh, uh. uh Bro, uh, Julianne? No, not Julianne. <laughs> Definitely not Julianne. <laughs> okay. Julianne. Where let are we going? Okay. 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 B- before we, um, you know, meditation is a constant effort to change how the mind works, essentially. Why is meditation important? You have to tell us that. You're the one who yeah, meditates you're the man. here. All right. Uh, I was, I'm just <laughs> reading <laughs> these right, questions. All right. Let's go. All right. Let's hear it, mate. Uh, why is meditation important? Okay. So I think meditation, what it does, it, it helps you get... I think everyone is chasing the accompli- accomplishments this and that to get that dopamine right which is all in the future but what meditation teaches is being in the present which no one really um can achieve in a way because like the thing is even if you think about social media right uh you're looking at another person's picture and you're looking at um their present or past or whatever but you're like oh why can't i be this person so you're thinking again in the future so yeah meditation essentially teaches you about being in present um control not necessarily controlling your thoughts but accepting your thoughts you know at the end of the day i um i get thoughts all the time that i shouldn't be having uh excuse me i would say not necessarily it's i wouldn't say it's necessarily my fault because i don't want to have that thoughts Mm -hmm. But it's more like I'm having that thought. And a thought is a just uh, just a thought at the end of the day. You you just got to accept it and move on. And I, I know it's fucking hard, but it's just something um, you got to you gotta put effort into and be cautious when you're having those thoughts. And the more you do this, the more, you know, it'll get a little easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. In my experience with meditation, I think it instills some sense of peace while also integrating a sense of focus agree, into yeah. your life where... It provides a a uh, pathway to kind of you know have some you know repetition's good to an extent for a lot of people. I know that a lot of people meditate at the same time every day because you know makes them you know oh I'm focused on this I'm focused on that. But it's also a way to be one with yourself in a way. And yeah, I think that's really important. Yeah, I think the big thing I don't know too much about meditation, but it's really focusing on your on your mind and your body and sort of seeing these ephemeral feelings or the feelings that come and go um, and and how ceaseless they are and just accepting them for what they are, right? Exactly, yeah. And you're really trying to come in, like, and you're really trying to feel it, whether it's joy, sadness, aggression, whatever it is, and just feeling those those feelings in in, in your mind and your in your soul and coming to terms with them coming in yeah. touch with them breathing mm-hmm. yeah breathing taking a, a breath i love breathing mm-hmm. me too if i couldn't oh gosh you got i think you know the answer i just, i i wouldn't be here well you know honestly like that's something i always practice is when you lay down you put that phone down you go to bed just deep breaths like focus on every part of your body moving as you breathe and that's almost it is a form of meditating it's something that allows you to you know feel that and Ex- that's that's what we need you know? exactly um i think when you're just present with your thoughts and where you are and you know you're breathing in and out and really 
not necessarily controlling anything at the moment, just focusing on your breath. I think that's uh, one of the ways where you can meditate. I use an app where, shout out to Headspace, literally fucking changed my life. Um, it's like a $17 investment a month, which is quite expensive, but I think it's worth it. Um, yeah, so I just follow um, guided meditation, you know, breathe in, breathe out kind of thing. Just like how Kanye West said, breathe in, breathe out. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you're... You know that song? Of course I know. Sing I'm not it. Every Kanye West song. I'm not singing on here. Do you know that song? I'm not singing it. Do you know that song? No, because I'm not going to sing it. You know, right now, um, as I'm reading this slide, it says, can, can meditation also be dangerous? Mm. Well, some I, I honestly think so, because, um, you know, if people want to rush, medi- obviously meditation, like we were just speaking, it brings you to a, a state of mind where you are able to control and compel all your thoughts and your emotions. And for people who want to rush that process, if you try and rush a process and you try to enforce it, those are your expectations coming in and that's going to flop it for that's going to flop it for you because you're forcing your expectations way too hard and the harder you try like you know the harder and harder and harder that you want something, right. that's desire, that's that's greed. Yeah, yeah. No, um I agree with everything, but meditation um it doesn't allow you to control your thoughts because your thoughts are just thoughts but i know exactly what you mean yeah 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 no you're right um you know everything has to be done in moderation Mm -hmm. where there's monks i'm reading a book think like a monk um and jay shetty is someone who was a monk for years and uh he you know he was just like us partying this and that and then he became a monk and he would meditate for like eight hours a day and this and that i don't know too much and and yeah like you know he's he he did it he was like monks do it to an extreme level but if you're doing it right exactly if you're doing it right then yeah but everything should align the way you want it to right yeah but you know, yeah, exactly. nothing in life can be forced or rushed or sped up. Exactly, exactly. That's some hard tr- truth right there. Truth. Facts. Really. Facts. 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 That ain't no printer. <laughs> some facts. <laughs> Bars. <laughs> Bars. <laughs> You're going to be cool rapper song. Song. Huh? Another Kanye West song. It's a Kanye song? Yeah. Weird. Oh, with the biggest Kanye West Wait, fan. Wait, uh, what, what album? Life of Pablo. Uh, the Charlie something yeah. song. Oh, where he's like, I made a mil- <laughs> million a Gave minute. Gave LeBron a billy not to run away. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know. Um, just to you know, talk about the brand just a bit, or or the podcast. There's not too much info b- about the brand really, but uh, the podcast is getting filmed, as you guys can see. Are we releasing the sweats? Uh, yes, we are releasing the sweat. Uh, sweats. The date is not set in stone yet, but okay. hopefully this month, at the end of this month. But, you know, shout out to Amon and Mitch Woo-hoo! and everybody else who's working behind the scenes for making all of this happen. And, you know, it's going to help uh, us so much in a way that we can not susi- like, I think it, this is going to give like sense of accessibility in a way with our audience. Mm-hmm. So shout out to them. It's going to be on YouTube. It's going to be on Instagram. It's going to be everywhere, baby. Everywhere. Does happiness have a different meaning for every person? What does it mean to you by Brooke Nelson? Shout out to Brooke Nelson. Shout out Brooke mm-hmm. Nelson. Woo! Shout out. Peace. <laughs> Love. So, you know, um, our guest usually goes first. All right. 
really throwing me on the spot here. I am really throwing you on the spot. Let me spot. reread the question. <laughs> or um, I can... Har- no, okay. I think for sure happiness definitely has a different meaning for everyone else. Um, especially um, in the society we live in, we're all individuals, and we all have individual beliefs oftentimes. You know, that's like liberalism teaches us. Um, so 100% happiness has a, has a different meaning for everybody else. Um, what does it mean to me? Now that's a tough question. I couldn't ask. I honestly can't really answer that. What does happiness mean to me? Well, maybe it's it's finding. I got I got no words for that one. What does yeah. happiness mean? Well, I'm not in my I'm not in my fourth step of the. Fun. <laughs> I, I'm true. not there, so I honestly, man, like it's a tough question. Yeah, I can swing it. Yeah. 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 I think uh, you I know. know. Well, here's the thing. Sorry, I'm interrupting. It's good. You can swing. Maybe anyway. that just means yeah. I'm not happy. That's kind of sad. So <laughs> happiness, obviously, I think it means different to each person. Yeah. Because each person has a connotation yeah. of what it means to them, right? But I right. think, to me, in a sense, happiness is a sense of, you know, when you do something and you feel insanely good afterwards, but it always goes away, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then you do those things that, as you continue to do that, you continually feel happy. For you, example, would be cooking in a way. It's something that you've grown and become Mm -hmm. so passionate about that it's something you think about a lot, right? Right. And even though you're you're intense when you do it and stuff, focus, stuff like that, Mm -hmm. it's still providing a sense of accomplishment and happiness, which we don't always need accomplishments, but to me, it's more of a, provides a contentness in your life and it's something that you look forward to so something that makes me happy is anything i look forward to in a day if i look forward to seeing my friends that's something that's going to make me happy i have something to look forward to so i'm going to get something i may not love done you know and i'm going to look forward to the time i'm going to spend after that if that Mm -hmm. makes any sense that's providing a sense of happiness to me and uh providing positivity in my day-to-day life i think so what if the thing you're looking forward to doesn't come to be, you know, falls through? I think in a lot of cases, uh, when I was younger, certainly, that's something that I would think about for a long time, and it would put me down way on that stuff. But, you know, as I get older and live every day, I think I always know there's something in the future coming. Looking forward brings me happiness, and not saying analyzing forward. Right. Because, you know, let, com- let what's going to come to you, you know, right. come your direction. But I think having things in life that you know, you know, something's going to happen eventually. Something's going to change. Something's always going to be there. And even if it doesn't happen this time, there's always a next time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that brings me happiness, just thinking that way. So right. Mm-hmm. If, uh, if I have to put my input, I just want to say at the end of the day, you know, does happiness have a different meaning for every person? I think it does because happiness comes within you. Like I've said before, you have to find your own happiness. I I don't think anything can really provide happiness, really. No. Well, actually, I feel like um, what what provides, like, for me personally, where I am right now, what provides, like, me with happiness is definitely a sense of belonging because I never want to make others feel um, unvalidated. And if someone were to make me feel unvalidated, right, that's... (laughs) You know, that's not a sense of belonging to me and that's not going to make me happy. But the fact that I have all you guys around me all the time making me feel good, making me feel validated for being who I am, accepting me 
right? I would never want someone else to feel not accepted. So a sense of belonging really brings me my happiness right now. And that doesn't just go for like myself. That means bringing a sense of belonging for everyone. Yeah, I think we can uh, take this a little further as well as because, you know, in high school, um, there's like cliques and such. And mm-hmm. then a lot of people who are like not popular or whatever, they feel excluded. High right? school and is just a shit time. It, it really is, honestly speaking. But and that's why a lot of people deal with or teenagers deal with stuff that they shouldn't necessarily be dealing with. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And by that, I meant like drugs and such. To like really distract yourself and escape reality. Mm-hmm. So it's right. it's really important to make people feel included. I I I honestly think that you know a sense of belonging is probably one of my you know that's one of the things that I it's embedded into my head is making everybody feel like they're comfortable and never making someone feel unvalidated. And I think I say that a lot in a lot of the podcasts. I agree. I agree. And I think um, you have proven that over and over again because every time we have a guest, we have like my friend or whatever, you know, um, <laughs> and they feel included. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That is true. Do you We're feel included, Carter? I do. Carter does not feel included. Carter should not feel included. So Carter, you be. suck. Uh, that's not a joke in it's not? No. No? I could make it uh, an appropriate rebuttal, but I will hold off. Yeah. I'll hold I off. feel very included. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a... There's <laughs> he just gr- he just firmly grasped my right thigh. Okay. It was more um, knee, but you know what? If, if we you need to talk to HR, sh- yeah, she's, she's right here. Yeah, she's sitting to my left, so... Someone just promoted themselves. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I keep everybody safe. Um... And what does happiness From really you. mean to me? And I think, <laughs> I, I don't know. I agree with Brooke. I don't know if I can really answer that. Um, I'm still trying to find ways to yeah. mm-hmm. uh, make myself happy. And I think I yeah. think because because everyone wants to feel happy at all times. Um, and when you're happy, you're essentially you're feeling like, oh, I'm, um, you know, I'm winning in life and this and that. And you have that dopamine. I think if people can figure out what really makes them happy, they're essentially winning life. Yeah. Right? And a lot of times, the thing that gives you happiness, sometimes you can't. You c- it's not really achievable. Well, you see, even even then, right, I feel like understanding that people, you know, it's just, it's common sense. I feel like it's just common sense to make others feel like they have a place in this world. Yes. And if you, you know, sometimes that's where a winner's mentality can really damage someone is because if you feel like you're winning just because you know like you found happiness you know you're you're not because a winner's mentality people like you're never not going to struggle with something else besides one thing that makes you happy right uh oh yeah i agree agree and we're and like we said in this podcast today happiness is probably you know not gonna come until (sighs) the fourth (laughs) the fourth Fourth noble noble truth truth. yeah (laughs) Yeah, also yeah. Bring touch on that bringing up others up. They'll bring you up too. When oh. you're down, they're going to bring you up if you help others. They filling will help each you. other's buckets. buckets. Full. Um, do you think we can ever have true happiness by Amanda Brownlee? Absolutely. See Nirvana. After we hit the fourth. True. <laughs> I'll check you <laughs> Nirvana, Amanda. Um, after I die. <laughs> just smells like <laughs> I'll call you from there. Oh. <laughs> 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 no. I, 
true happiness. I, I mean, don't know. We could definitely have happiness, of course. I We've just been don't talking know. About it for I, so long, yeah, but we can have that, but I don't know what I- what what's true happiness. What is true happiness? Something we're on that. Something we're all on a journey find. for, right? Yeah, exactly. We're all yeah. working towards it still. Like I wish, I honestly wish I could answer your question. <laughs> to say something about that, I always hear people at different ages talking about how they maybe haven't found true happiness. Mm-hmm. It's because they're. I'm, I'm gonna tell you this now. You can't search for can't it. Can't search for it. It's something that yeah. it'll come to you when it's ready. And I'm telling you that every time that you go and, you know, try to take that pickaxe and smash through the wall, trying to find it, all this stuff, it's going to find you. You do not need to find it. So whatever age you are in life, just continue to be positive and live within yourself. Be your best self. Be mm. the best version right. of you you could be. And what I just makes you happy? I just want to add one thing. I I think that I will find true happiness when you know I have a wife, I have um, daughters and uh, son you and think. and Family yeah and like Don't a dog for instance. That, yeah, exactly. But that's wrong, right? No, that's it's that's not exactly wrong. What it's not wrong. Not necessarily it's wrong, but feel it, bro. but yeah, it'll hit you. Like there will be that moment, and it maybe it is when your kid's born for the first time. Maybe there is that feeling that's like, holy cow. I'm going to cry here. You know? Like, that's the <laughs> He's already about thinking it. about there it. Will, there will be a time where you, and you'll say, I'm truly happy. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because back when, like, uh, I don't want to make this about, about me, but here. When I was down in the dumps, I literally, every time I had, like, you know, an intrusive thought and a self-harm thought, I was just like, you know, if I can wait um, and, like, you know, not follow what my thought is really saying, or you think about, um, I will be able to see, you know, my wife and my kids and a wedding day. So maybe that's why it gives me true happiness. Has there already been a day, though, in your guys' life where you did sit there and you say, okay, I'm actually truly happy right now. I'm truly happy once again after going through something completely or, like, you know, traumatic or uh, something that totally. took over your life, consumed you. Knock on wood, and I don't know how many people believe in knock on wood, but I would go as far as to say right now, I'm truly happy. Mm-hmm. But there as is, we're doing yeah, this podcast. I, I, and I, I would say that too. I was, you know, I, but like in my life, t- in where you were just saying, you know, Jeremy, where you were saying, um, there's going to be a moment where you feel it and you're going to sit there and you're going to cry. You're probably going to cry. And you're going to be like, oh my gosh, am I actually like feeling something sort of like am i actually feeling am i actually feeling again am i not numb to it all again and uh, you know that's something i've definitely experienced because i went something through something for three years and i probably cried every single day for two and a half years every single day there wasn't a single day that i didn't cry and after that experience i literally sat there with my best friend and i cried with her saying how you know happy i was that i finally Mm -hmm. felt like you know i just never knew there was nothing more other than that other than me being sad and me being in a hole every single day i never knew that there was more and that's one of the times in my life where i truly sat there and said i'm happy i'm happy again i think true happiness can also come from you know giving someone else happy uh making Mm -hmm. someone else happy yeah yeah well you know ending on a positive note what's one thing that always boosts boosts your mood by lexi Fricola. shout out to her my friends your friends jerkin I mean, the big J word, the big J word has been spoken, (laughs) everyone. 
the big J. Yeah. The big J. Yo, the big and here's J. the thing is, I <laughs> know there's people out there that are like, yeah. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. 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 So Doing it right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening yeah. to the podcast. Oh, yeah, brother. <laughs> that's so funny. I mean, hey, if you want to, I don't know. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a little dirty. That's one thing that always boosts your mood. I'll go. I'll Someone else can go. Uh, something that always boosts my mood. Um, spontaneous things. Mm. I always like spontaneous things. Uh, you know, I tend to like the big straight and narrow, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you could just like be in the market one day, you know, right there, spontaneous. In front of jail. In front of a park full of children. (laughs) Spontaneous. Yo, don't do that. (laughs) Don't listen. This is all for comedy. Not all of it, but some of it, you know. (laughs) And I, I honestly think spontaneity is something that is. It, it brings an excitement. And I think that provides a boost in my mood. Exciting things I'm always looking forward to. So, you know. Word. Yeah. Exciting things. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess sort of building. Uh, somewhat related, but learning. Uh, just different things. Um, always. I like I that. I love learning. I like that. I, I, I suppose that comes from, like, the, the educator mindset. But I just like reading and just things I didn't know and – um, I love when people just educate me on things. You know, maybe I messed up, and and they I'm like, damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, um, I just like to learn. It's pretty nerdy of me. I like school, guys. I hope you hate me for that. Guys, I do end too. this podcast right now. Guys, definitely end it now. I like <laughs> school. No one likes stay school. in school. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yes, yeah, most definitely stay in school. Especially my dad's listening. <laughs> I'm gonna stay in school. Maybe. But what? Nothing. Oh, one thing that. Always boost my mood. I, I don't know, but I'd say, like, being productive. That, that gives me dopamine. At the end of the day, you know, when I, like, check off things that I've done and whatnot. Yeah. One thing that boosts my mood is Quinn Blackwell. She is a very funny human being. <laughs> and um, <laughs> she's, like, kind of famous. But uh, I, don't, I don't know what I'm saying right now. But she has this really one funny thing where it's a, a hot pickle. And she makes this really funny video about a hot pickle. And she's like, mm, and I don't know, it's really funny, so it's like a minute and a half long. It's so hilarious, and I love it. She's a freaking god, so, yeah. Okay, um, you know, uh, right now Mitch is saying we have to end it. No. So, quote of the week. Quote Let's of the go. week. No one saves us but ourselves. No one can, and no one may. We ourselves must walk the path. I, I really emphasize. By I really want to emphasize on this, because no one can help you but yourself. Literally, it's it's as simple as that. If you don't want to get it's gonna die. Helped, it's done. No, it's gonna die. Oh, okay. If you don't help yourself, no one will help you. And we are going. Thank to you so much, Carter, for yeah, <laughs> do the outro. You, um, <laughs> thank you, Mitch. Thank you, Amon. Shout out to Tanner for actually making the audio look mm-hmm. super. Um, not look, but making it Sound. all nice, good. mastering and stuff. Yes, right yes, down. yes. We love um, you guys. Leave a five star review. Uh, we love you guys. Thank you so much for supporting us. Um, like every single day, you're not alone. So never forget that you are. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Peace. Sliding Peace. DMs of Carter. Carter. My third nipple's waiting, baby. <laughs> <laughs>